Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio production. out because i i pushed it i pushed it under my desk because i felt like sitting but i felt like sitting like kind of higher up so i I pulled one of the the stools in from our our kitchen table i was using that in the last couple work days and that made me realize i needed to buy an actual chair of some sort for my desk so i ordered one i'm a fan of are you familiar with the term active sitting no, wait, maybe. That's so, like where it's like a stool that you can like move around a little bit? Or? Yeah, they, they move a bit and it kind of encourages you to engage your core muscles to stay upright and like use good posture. And I got one that uh, kind of rocks side to side a little bit. I'm interested to try that out. So I've, I've, done, I've done like the balance boards and stuff like that at work. Like I think that that's kind of fun for standing. And I've done yeah. stools that will move around and kind of rock around and whatnot, but I've, I've never done the, the side to side and it looks cool. So it hasn't come yeah. yet though. Yeah. My, uh, uh, my daughter has, uh, had those in her class last year. They had these, like, they were just like round, just cylinders. Mm-hmm. And when you sat on them, they kind of like wobbled a little bit. So yeah. it was really good for kids that were fidgety cause they could just kind of like wobble in their chair. Nice. It was cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. So we were doing Korg impressions uh, just before this Korg from uh, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Have you seen the memes of uh, of like the uh, insurrectionists, like photos of like the the shaman guy? No. It says, "Well, I started to, I tried to start a revolution, but all that showed up was my mom and her boyfriend, who I hate, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's how I ended up here. And it's like him in jail." <laughs> oh, God. No, that's that's kind of great, but it's also like. Like Taika Waititi doesn't deserve that. No, Korg is <laughs> is uh, he, he was he was a good purpose. He wasn't an insurrectionist. He was, you know, starting a, a revolution for the people. Korg is also we think one maybe. of my favorite characters in the MCU. Oh, he's great. He's yeah, he's absolutely so funny. I can't wait for a uh, Thor Love and Thunder. 
Oh my God. Do, yeah. So is there any credence to the uh, rumors that that's uh, introducing Jane as Thor? Uh, yes. So that has been confirmed oh, awesome. uh, that, that it is going to be uh, the mighty Thor, which is uh, who, who Jane Foster becomes. Yes. Uh, she becomes the mighty Thor um, for, for a brief period of time. And we don't know which, which comic book version that's going to be. We also don't know if that's the big plot or if that's only going to be just like a small aspect of it. Uh, but we do know that, um, uh, two things. One is that Jane Foster will become Thor, uh, in that movie. And also, um, I've already forgotten her name. Um, Tessa Thompson. Oh, Valkyrie plays Valkyrie. Yes. Uh, supposedly she is still going to remain on as queen of Asgard and uh, she will get married to a queen, to a, to a woman in this. So that's Excellent. also uh, like 99% confirmed that that's going to be a thing too, which is cool. Yeah, when we just uh, just finished rewatching through like the entire sequence, minus the couple movies that weren't streaming. Uh, so yeah. like Hulk and like both Spider-Man movies. <clears throat> Otherwise, we watched all of them start to finish. Uh, nice. And uh, throughout the whole thing, Ellen just kept commenting on how good a job Marvel did with their women characters. And I agree, like, so good. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I think Captain Marvel was just the start. I think we're going to see, uh, I think WandaVision is a really great example of where we're going to mm. see that kind of take off even more, where we see uh, uh, Wanda kind of take charge and be a little more active uh, than just side characters as we've seen them for most of the time. You know what I'm most excited for now that we uh, gave in and purchased Disney Plus in my household? Hmm. Hawkeye. Yeah. I love Kate Bishop as Hawkeye so much and Haley Steinfeld. Fuck yeah. 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 (laughs) From Pitch Perfect and uh, Dickinson. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah. So so we'll see. I'm excited to see how that plays out. That's going to be cool. Uh, She was one of my favorite characters from the like last few years that I was collecting. Uh, Like Kate Bishop, uh, Mockingbird, um, it was uh, the the Jessica Jones run that Marvel did. The, like there was a yeah. bunch that were just really really good stories. I, I have heard on several occasions that the Kate Bishop Hawkeye is the best version of Hawkeye. That's I would agree um, with that. I don't. Uh, I I personally can attest to that. I didn't. I didn't read any Hawkeye, uh, but I'm excited to see Kate <clears throat> Bishop version of Hawkeye because Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy Renner has been great in the role as as Clint Barton, but like. Written well, the the character of Kate Bishop, I think, is is more interesting and more fun, uh, and especially if they go at all the route that they did in uh, at least one of the runs, where like she became a a private detective, opened up her own agency, and nothing went right. That's awesome. <laughs> I, that's awesome. I hope that's where they where they start this off at. That I do be, too. <laughs> that'll be very exciting if so. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. Uh, if you want to hear talks about that, you go ahead and listen to the Superpod Hero Cast, one of the other Night Shift Radio originals. Hey. Uh, but uh, uh, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I am Caleb, and I wish I was a scumbuster. <laughs> My timer's going off. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did I lose hey, you? it's time to time to record. By yeah, the way, it is time to record. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get ready for this episode. Yeah, uh, boy, do we! 
uh, yeah, so today we are, uh, I, I'll be honest with you, uh, I don't know how time works, and I absolutely thought this was the last Sunday in January, <laughs> um, uh, but as I've learned, 30 days in September, April, June, and November, but all the rest have 31, except for February, because fuck February, dude. Yeah, seriously. There's nothing yeah. good that happens in February. Yeah, fuck February. No, that's not so, true. That's, uh, that's not that's true not at true. all. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, oh, this February is going to be really good for us, too, because yeah. we're doing uh, listener requests. Yeah, we are. And I, I just put those in, on the calendar. In fact, that's how I discovered that you had forgotten uh, to schedule out to the last week of this month, uh, or rather the last Sunday, uh, because I was, one, checking to see, uh, you know, I was filling out the, the calendar of our upcoming releases so that I didn't have to... Uh, like dig deep in Slack every time I wanted to know what movie we were watching, uh, and I was right. going to add the the listener request for next month. Which again, we're we're doing another whole month of listener requests. That's going to be dope. Uh, but also noticing that uh, not only was there a missing uh, January thirty first, but I had left the uh, the previous date on the entry when I edited it to uh, put the the last uh, for the, you know, this episode uh, on on the website. So it still said twelve twenty seven. Uh, so we both kind of messed up. Yeah, yours was yours right. was bigger. Yeah, I, I'll take fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're both wrong, but can you admit that you were like wronger? Um, <laughs> so, I I mean, credit for how quickly you came up with something to to fill that last slot. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I had uh, I had come across this movie a few times, and I kept being like, "Ooh, I want to watch this movie." Um, because it, it has, I, I didn't recognize any of the other people, so I'm sorry, even though he's not really the main character and not so much the main character, but it has Pedro Pascal in it, who yeah. uh, obviously most notably uh, is in the is the Mandalorian most of the time and was also recently in Wonder Woman 1984. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um, but Pedro Pascal and then Sophie, I forgot her last name, is, is actually the main character of the movie. Oh, yeah. um, so she will be our last uh, badass woman. And this film... I think it looks good uh, is, is probably going to redeem the rest of this month because it is, uh, uh, it looks like a really, really good film. It's Thatcher. a prospect. Sophie Thatcher. Sophie Thatcher. Yes. Uh, Sophie Thatcher. Yeah. I didn't <clears throat> recognize her from anything else. So no. Uh, also, in addition to February being an entire month of listener requests, uh, which I'm excited about, February is also, uh, our first uh, crossover event with Second Edition One. Oh yeah! Oh Fe yeah! That's happening. February second is going to be the the day we release. Uh, so for those of you who are unfamiliar, Second Edition One is another night shift radio show where we do a full watch along episode by episode of Battlestar Galactica uh, with uh, one of our co-hosts, Andrea, who's never seen the show before, uh, and Michael, you had never seen before we started doing this, and now you're pretty right. much done at this point. Um, I'm most of the way done through the last season. I got a few episodes left. Yeah, but so uh, there are a couple of feature-length films that uh, fit nicely into the uh, the storyline of Battlestar Galactica, and we figured this would be a, a great opportunity to uh, to watch those. They'll be airing as regular episodes over on Second Edition One if you follow that feed. Um, but if you just want to stick here with uh, us at Nice, or sorry, I've never heard of it, uh, you're going to get the, that episode as a bonus one uh, in, in this feed too. So you you'll have two opportunities to check it out, and uh, I don't think you should miss it. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, so the name of the movie is called Razor. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, all four of the hosts will be seeing this for the first time either, because even the, the two of us, uh, Kitsy and I, who had seen Battlestar Galactica multiple times, had never actually watched this movie. So, 
that's gonna be excited. I'm I'm actually really excited about that. So, um, oh yeah, I get to watch that in the next like couple. Of, oh, I'll probably watch it on Wednesday right before we we record it. Um, that's exciting. Yes, all that's gonna be cool. Razor. Big stuff coming up, oh, and uh, uh, I don't I don't think we're ready to announce it yet. But we also have an even larger Night Shift Radio crossover event happening in mid February. So this is a big month. This is a really big month, and then when February is over. Uh, we, it will have been three years. That's true. Since we started, uh, never heard of it. It'll be our three-year anniversary in March. That so after February, true. that's coming up. Yeah, it'll be the three-year anniversary of uh, of uh, never heard of it, and then the one-year anniversary of Night Shift Radio. Uh, Crazy so times. Big. There's some big wild wild stuff. Let really, me tell you. Really wild. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Um, but we're not here to talk about that. Actually, we're here to talk about whatever the fuck we want. This is our <laughs> podcast, but uh, we are going to talk about, uh, the movie we're going to talk about today is, uh, uh, the 1988 film Cemetery High. Um, you know. um now I, I had some trepidation going into this movie for many reasons, but one, I didn't really think about it until I was just about to start watching it. I was like, oh shit, is this like about a bunch of high school shooters? I was like, maybe this is not... Uh, good. And then as I started watching, I was like, oh no, actually, this is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty awesome, actually. Well, you know, I'll talk about anything. Sure. The end. That's the end of the. Oh, you didn't get the joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll talk about anything? Yeah, I'll talk about anything at all. You'll talk about anything at all? Uh, yeah, I'll talk about anything at all that you want. You'll talk about anything at all that I want? I'll talk about anything at all that you want about this movie. <laughs> You'll talk about anything at all that I want about this movie? Um, spectacular. Love it. Uh, and that answers one of 23 questions we have about this movie. <laughs> so this, this movie uh, is, first off, is streaming uh, available on Tubi TV, because, duh. Um, but our next movie is not. It's This is fun. Uh, what? But, so this movie, I know, we're... Breaking tradition in the start of the year. Uh, so uh, this movie is available streaming on Tubi TV. So content warning. Um, not only are we going to give you a content warning, but the movie, in fact, gives you a content warning as well. Which I think uh, was very polite is, of them. It was very polite of them. Uh, so they, uh, there is violence in this movie. Uh, there is uh, scenes of simulated rape uh, or suggested rape. You don't actually ever see it occur. Um, there is scene of violence and there is uh, scenes of violence and there is uh, several scenes of nudity. Now, uh, the movie itself warns you in the beginning that this is going to be a thing that happens. So they're going to give you two indicators before the, the events to let you know that these are about to occur. The gore gong, which... This is the the one time that I wish that we had like a sound effects board to edit into the the episode. Like, yeah. Gong, gong. So anytime uh, there is about to be violence, uh, you will see it. Basically, cuts to an image of of a person hitting a gong, or just you know a gong being hit. Uh, and then anytime there is going to be nudity, it's the hooter honker, hooter horns, <laughs> and it's two <laughs> like bike horns and they go up and just go wah, wah. Um, and so anytime throughout the movie any of those two things happened you will be warned via the gong and the uh hooter horns which i i respect that not only did they uh, uh include the sound effect but they actually went so far as to like every time they did it to cut to the visual of it as well 
Yeah, which, uh, which was a very interesting, uh, consistent uh, gag, I have to say. Um, I was, I don't know, I, good for them. <laughs> so, this movie was incredibly stupid. Yeah. But also, like, surprisingly funny. Yeah, and clever at mm -hmm. parts. There was a lot of lines that I was like, Okay. All right. Good for you. That's a good, that's a very good setup and joke. Let's see. Who wrote this movie? <laughs> uh, this movie was written by uh, Gorman Betchard and Carmen Capabianco. Uh, and Gorman uh, Betchard was the, Beckard, I would assume, is the, uh, was the director as well. And like, we've talked several times about movies that do a good job of breaking the fourth wall and like involving the audience and, and like, cracking jokes like that uh this movie essentially has no fourth wall they right they expect you to be involved the entire time <laughs> yes yeah you know uh, so what's really cool is that the movie actually starts off it's really weird so the movie starts off with uh the the intro thing we told you about like warning about the gong but then it starts off with a narrator standing outside the house <laughs> of the young ladies and he's you know, when he's talking, he makes a bunch of really good jokes. Uh, uh, what was the one I sent to you? Um, uh, I, I made a joke about it, but he said uh, uh, something, call it oh, a... He, uh, like, something along the lines of, uh, when he was referring to the women, he's like, call them psycho slasher sluts. I just did. And then I he talks did, about yeah. like their victims uh, being like terrible men. He's like, call them slime balls because I will. <laughs> and so you messaged me, call it a terrible movie because I did. <laughs> because I did. But in fact, it is, uh, it, it was not at all uh, a terrible movie. It is actually a delightful film. And then he, uh, he goes on to, to do a series of like, who were these women? What was their motivation? Who were their victims? Like a series of questions like this, that you would expect someone setting up a documentary to, to, to say. Yeah. And, Follows it up with, these are just six of the 23 questions we'll answer in the next 87 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he walks into the house, like, carrying on with it, like it's like it's the setup to a 60 minutes thing, you know, mm -hmm. like he said. And then, but he walks into the group of women, like, the girls are, like, sitting there talking, and he's, like, talking. Someone goes, what is this, a narrator? <laughs> Waste his ass. Just fucking hilarious. And then they kill the narrator, and that is uh, that kicks off the investigation into uh, the murders around town, which is just phenomenal. I mean, it's just really fucking clever. I'll be So there was a lot of instances in this movie that I was like, this is like, like a line from Deadpool. Like this is something that like would have been written in a Deadpool movie. Like mm -hmm. that's how like almost kind of clever some of these were. I was very surprised at and how clever some of the jokes were. It it very much stands out as an obvious like parody and commentary on uh like the violent action films and like kind of oh yeah. uh nudity filled uh ram like not rampages in the word, uh, you know, uh, rollicking comedies uh, of the era. Uh, yeah. and also yeah. the, like the like, hyper religious backlash against those things. There's a bunch of like relevant late eighties, uh, parody and commentary that's, that's happening. And, uh, and one For of my sure. favorite references is when, uh, they're in the middle of, uh, a killing spree and they're like, it's like a, it's like a Charles Bronson movie, you know, like death wish. 
<laughs> right. Right. No, a hundred percent. Like they're, they're very much, you know, it's a commentary on, on like the Andy Sedaris films of, you know, it was just women with big guns and big boobs. And, you know, often you'll see the boobs more than the guns. Um, but I, I thought it was kind of interesting and I'm going to draw a parallel here. So now this, uh, we, we're, uh, you guys are listening to this episode on the 24th of January. So this is past the inauguration of, of Joe Biden and, uh, um, and not, absolutely nothing happened and it was totally safe and secure. I say this from before the inauguration. So this... if anything bad has happened, please disregard my last statement. <laughs> I, t- I feel like but, we really should have learned our lesson a year ago when we were cracking jokes about the pandemic. Right. Uh, in like, no, no more. In like April being like, well, the pandemic's probably over by now. So you're, as you're listening to this, you're probably back to normal. And everyone was like, bitch, it's worse. Yeah. It's, it's still wor- no more current events jokes before they happen. Before they happen. But anyway, so I I think this is actually a really interesting thing because one of the things that it talks about is is uh, a, a thing that we're, we're talking about now is that there's there's this whole sense of like uh, um, uh, consequences for your actions and accountability. And there's basically the whole spur of this is that these girls were, uh, uh, two of them were, were raped and beaten um, comically, but raped and beaten nonetheless. They, they made jokes about it and made it seem very silly, but it, they were raped and beaten mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. And there was no consequence to it. You know, they, they say they talk about it and everyone's just like, oh, well, boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, no, it's fucking consequences. So they, you know, obviously go off and, and kill people. Not the appropriate answer. Um, yeah. Not the appropriate answer. But... Not the appropriate Caleb. answer. Wink. Wink. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. And... Uh, <laughs> But they go off and and throughout the whole movie, it starts like sparking this thing where now women are standing up for themselves and and you know stopping men who are who are you know basically uh, being scumbags, mm-hmm. uh, uh, scummy dudes, and you know it, it sparks this whole movement um, to where they're like, well, men are just afraid to go outside. You'd be like, yeah, if you're a shitty person, you would be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because don't be a shitty person and you won't get shot. I don't understand how this is difficult. Like just, just don't (laughs) like, but it talks about the fact that like there were no consequences and even they have the government being like, you need to stop this. Like you're being bad. And they're like, no dude, these guys are being bad. They are literally raping teens. We're only 16 years old and they are literally attempting to rape us. Like, no, fuck you. They're bad. You're Mm -hmm. wrong. They're bad. And it's that it's, it's very it's very relevant at the moment about consequences. And there should be consequences for your bad actions. Yours, Caleb's. Mine specific Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. I was just trying to adjust my standing man. Yeah, you fucking better. <laughs> uh but I also like you you mentioned that the, the men were like, oh, it's like Men are, are scared to, to be outside alone at night. Like, the very obvious uh, joke, but, like, serious point there being is, like, that's something that you hear women say a lot is, like, you know. All the time. Scared to go outside alone at night. <laughs> I know. And, like, flipping I... that script uh, is, yeah. uh, like, one of the, the greatest things that this this movie does. Uh, 
And like it was before we started it, I kind of expected it to be just like a full on like revenge slasher. I didn't realize it was a comedy uh, until uh, it looked a little bit closer into it. Uh, and then when it did that goofy ass disclaimer at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is going to be full on comedy. But it sits somewhere in the middle. And I think it, it, uh, it holds that balance pretty well. Yeah, no, uh, it does a really good job. And and one of the other funny things too that uh, I I do want to bring up is uh, so there was like these uh, there was this product commercial uh, during part of it. Yes. The commercial was for the Rock Jock, <laughs> which was great. So it was basically like a jock strap, but it was like a bulletproof jock strap because women were going around and shooting men in the dick, and it was kind of like a. Men, now you can go off and, you know, live your lives with the rock jock instead of being like, hey, men, have you tried not raping women? <laughs> like, there's that, too, you know, but it like it goes to the other side of like people will make products to protect women instead of doing something to stop men. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's like where the, or I should say stop predators they will, they will make products for victims instead of, uh, things to fix, uh, predators. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like, it's another one of those like crazy fucked up capitalist things where it's like, no, stop them. Don't like, don't sell me shit that I shouldn't need. Stop them from doing the things they shouldn't be doing. Now, the other side that I feel like goes completely unspoken in this and unaddressed is that even with a bulletproof jock strap, it would still hurt like hell to get shot in the dick. Oh yeah. <laughs> like even with a bulletproof vest, it hurts like hell to get shot in the chest. Like you still end up very bruised and like you still could end up with like broken bones and stuff like that. Like it doesn't, it may not kill you, but it will fuck you up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bad times. Because it is a, a bullet going several hundred miles an hour, a tiny piece of metal flying at your body. Just bad uh, times. Pretty wild. Yeah. So, uh, so cemetery high starts off with, uh, these, you know, the narrator, the girls, the narrator gets shot and he is sent off to our, uh, coroner, um, who is, um, uh, what is, what is his name? Um, I think Dr. that's Dr. Chivone. Yeah. Dr. Chivone. Yeah. Uh, Frank Stewart. Frank Stewart. Yeah. Who like he looked really familiar and I feel like maybe that's just more in the character that he played and less like I I I haven't seen anything else that he's been in. Yeah, I'm looking through his uh through his uh um his IMDb and there's nothing really that I recognize. Uh, the bulk of his uh work is is in, you know, in between 87 and 90. So it looks like that's you know, he probably was a, a short-lived actor, probably did about 3 years uh, uh, of work and realized that he was only in, you know, B movies or bad movies and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do this and, and then go off and do something else. Does anything stand out to you in his, uh, his filmography? Uh, sex pot, but that's, uh, probably for a different reason. Um, no, bad blood. No psychos in love. There's the scene when the girls are in the video store and one of them picks up the top oh, movie on the stack yes. and says, have you seen Psychos in Love? And they <laughs> go into like this whole like uh, description of what the movie is about. And like one of them is talking about like it's her favorite movie. And at, at the end, one of them is like, that sounds stupid. 
<laughs> like, I think it's pretty stupid. Uh, and that's also because it was, in fact, uh, directed and written by uh, Gorman Beckard and Carmen Copabianco. So yeah. this was the film they did before this. And a I've... strip joint owner and a manicurist find that they have many things in common, the foremost being that they are psychotic serial killers. They fall in love, are happy being the family that slays together. So <laughs> one day they come up against a plumber who also happens to be a cannibal, Ooh. played by Army Hammer. Um, crossover uh there's a at least one other person from this movie that uh is in psychos in love as well and that's debbie tabolt uh who plays uh kate in this and i don't remember exactly but i think she might have been the one that picked up the movie and was describing it so i think that was uh, a chance for for them to be like this other movie Uh That is, that is great. That's another like perfect example of like a Deadpool type moment, you know, where like Deadpool is talking about X Men First Class. And mm-hmm. like, is this, is this McAvoy or Stewart? These timelines are so confusing, you know. Um, I, I do want to point out. Listen, I don't want to make fun of white people's names, and uh, but I guess I'm more making fun of a genre. Is that the three? One of the three main characters, or the top three main characters, the names are Debbie, Karen, and Lisa. Like, could you be any more 80s girl name? <laughs> like, there might as well be a Tiffany in this. So the other one's Simone and then Ruth. But, like, ridiculous. And I also think it's interesting that they have Ruth playing Lisa, but Lisa playing Michelle. Lisa couldn't have played Lisa? Like, come on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm actually always really confused about when a uh, a character's name is the same as the actor's name. And I was wondering, like, was that intentional? Uh, or did they just, like, right. happen to cast some? Like, how does that how does that ha- happen? Like, was the actor like, I only pay, play other people named Mike. I refuse right. to play. Like, the character's name is supposed to be, like, Antonio. He's like, no, it's Mike. It's Mike or I you walk. Know, so I guess there's... Uh... <laughs> Like, I'm sure there's an answer to that. It's probably more of less just like, ah, we'll, we'll just have you be your name or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I, it always makes me think of Jackie Chan movies because he's always Jackie. Uh, for the most part, he is always Jackie in all of his movies. His name is Jackie, but it's always Jackie something. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's Jackie Chan and sometimes it's, you know, just Jackie. Um, but I think that's interesting. Uh, but that he would does that. But then again, he like he produces and makes all his own movies, so it's yeah. more of like a brand thing than anything else. I also like the idea that there might be some actors out there who just like no matter how well they can get into a character, they can never train themselves to respond to a different name. So like <laughs> like Antonio, Antonio, what? Who who are you talking to? <laughs> it's you, dude. Oh, that's me. Sorry. What? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> But my name's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name <laughs> no, is. No, we're in the movie. Just <laughs> <laughs> see directors, the script supervisors being like, oh, let's go again. Uh, yeah. Cemetery High, man. Cemetery. It's, a, it's a film. So uh, you mentioned that they, they end up <clears throat> at the, the coroner's office and the, the investigation begins and we have uh, the bumbling... Uh, angry religious mayor Goodman, uh, and the his his dim-witted uh, sheriff, uh, sheriff Bob, sheriff, sheriff Bob, 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 because yeah. of course, and, and then of course the uh, Doctor Chavon. Uh, they're all 
trying to to figure out what's happening with this this spree of uh, of the the killings of men around town. Of course, they they can't put the the, the dots together on. Uh, what the motive might be. They just think, like, men are turning up dead, and why is it men? Uh, also, Bob is walking around with a mop, so at first I thought he's, like, the, the police department janitor, but turns out he's the sheriff. Um, well, they do make a comment about the mayor treats Bob like like garbage and mm-hmm. like makes him do all these dumb, you know, dirty tasks. Basically. Charlie work. But you forgot about the cassette tape. No, I was getting to that. Oh, you were getting to the cassette I didn't, tape. I didn't right, go, go on. Yeah, the... Uh, um, Dr. Chavone holds the, the cassette up to uh, to Bob. He's like, you know what this is? And Bob's like, that looks like one of them cassette tapes. And for some reason, there's a really drawn-out gag where the doctor's like, no, it's a condom. And Bob's like, really? And like tries to like put it on his dick like with his pants still on. And he's like, no, no, I think it, it's got to be one of them cassettes. And like, well, let's try it in the blaster <laughs> or something and, and find out. Yeah. And they hit play. And he's like, ah, I guess you were right. It was a cassette. <laughs> it, it was one of those like very weird uh, naked gun-esque back and forths where it was just like, oh, this is a thing. I'm going to say opposite thing. Well, I'm going to jokingly respond backwards, but I'm stupid, so I don't know the thing. We're going to mm-hmm. go back and forth, and then I'll just, you know, go with it. It was very weird. I mean, it was, it, they were, there was a few of them throughout the movie, and they worked sometimes, but yeah. sometimes it was like, okay, I roll. That, yeah, that one, not so much. Um, but the tape turns out to be the tape of the uh, the narrator uh, and we hear his last moments as he walks in to interview the, the girls and they shoot him. Uh, and then like, oh, but it keeps going. And we have this whole backstory exposition of the girls discussing, like telling the stories of, of, of what motivated them to start this killing spree, how three of the four of them had been assaulted by the same three football players. Uh, and they recruited the fourth one and uh, they did some murders and uh, they, they decided to, to make it a thing. And at the end of the <clears throat> the tape, uh, the doctor's like, he, you know what this is? Like, this is a full-on confession. Like, we have everything here. And the sheriff was like, no, no, no. You're not going to get me again. I know that's a cassette. And <laughs> for some reason, the doctor's like, all right, you're right. And then just, like, destroys the tape. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, so before we continue on with this movie, we're going to, we're going to take a, a short commercial break. Um, oh, we are, are we? Uh, we are. Uh, uh, oh. We are. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, so before we do that though, uh, I just want to remind you guys that again in February, we're doing all listener requests and uh, we would love more. I will, we will literally continue doing listener requests until there are, are none. Um, so uh, uh, so send them over to us. Uh, Caleb, where can they go to, to do that? Well, as you've uh, heard us talking about previous in this episode, we have a website, thenahoit.com, where uh, we keep a, a running uh, schedule of our upcoming episodes for the month. And it's usually accurate. Uh, this month, was a, we got a little bit of a false start there. But you know what? We're only halfway through when, when we're recording this. So it, it probably didn't matter. Um, but just below that schedule of episodes... Uh, you'll find a, a contact form where you can uh, reach out and let us know what uh, what movies you want to hear about or just tell us how you think we're doing. Uh, but, Michael, I think that there was another way that, that people could reach out to us. 
Yeah, so uh, this is a way that has been done in the past as well, is you can also tweet at us. Uh, we have a Twitter account at The Nahoit Podcast. That's the N-H-O-I-T podcast. Uh, and we're on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you were to like tag us in a trailer uh, that you were like, oh my God, you should watch this movie or, you know, uh, uh, send us the trailer, you know, just tweet at us the trailer of a movie and you're like, you guys should review this. Um, we will totally do that. That has happened before in the past. Uh, Velocipastor is a great example. Fat yes. Man is another example of movies that were requested for us to uh, via Twitter. Um, so definitely do it again. We, we would be more than happy to uh, watch the weird movies that you guys suggest. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so those, that's a really great way of doing that. And of course, uh, you know, while you're at Nahoit and you're enjoying everything else, uh, you should also head over to nightshiftradio.com. There's a lot of cool stuff happening over there. Um, I agree. Correct. Yes. You are correct. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. And, uh, when we come back, we will finish up with Cemetery High. I'm Michael Fight, and I'm here with a brand new show called Fight Jokes About Everything. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to bring up a brand new topic, something that's hot on the internet because, because I live on the internet. And we're going to take those silly things and we're going to joke about them and we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about the history of them and talk about why the internet is such a terrible but wonderful place. So please join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for this brand new Night Shift Radio original. For more information, go to nightshiftradio.com and of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Mindless monsters, once thought human, fill the streets. A corrupt government threatens the lives of the people it's meant to serve. This sounds a little too familiar. Is this real life? Or a video game you can play for fun? Shift Talk Q, Night Shift Radio's newest original production, is your LGBTQ centered source for creative and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming, diversity, and community. You can expect unboxings, game reviews, let's plays, community nights, celebrations of what video games are doing right, critical conversations about where the gaming industry needs to do better, and so much more. Be the first to know when new episodes drop by following us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Shift Q. And on Twitch at Shift Alt Q to join the community. For more information about Shift-Alt-Q, visit nightshiftradio.com. Hi, I'm Sarah Sweeney, host of the new podcast, Latchkey Kids. Right now, we're all at home, left to our own devices without any adult supervision. Each weekish, I'll talk to my fellow latchkey kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, right Hello and welcome back. I'm I'm okay now. Yeah, okay, I just drank a whole bunch of water, but for some reason my throat still feels dry. Mm. Yeah. No good. No good. Stay hydrated. I I, uh, I vacuumed a bunch today, and so. Uh, you know, two dogs, one of which being a gigantic Bernese mountain dog. Um, that means hair just floats in the air instead of being vacuumed up like it should. That's true. Uh, so it all just goes like up and then it goes into my throat and I end up choking on hair all night. Yeah. Yeah. Between tiny Chihuahua hair and giant Bernese mountain dog hair, it is just every time you pick something up to eat or drink, you're bound to have a dog hair in it. And that's just life. And just it's a good life. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> dog, so, uh, dogs are worth it. <laughs> yeah, they are totally. Um, so cemetery high. So, um, there, so there's a, so basically the running gag of this movie is, 
is the women go, they find or, or in put in situations where uh, men are basically skeezy to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, they go to a bar and the, the guy, you know, guys like start hitting on them and stuff like that, or like, you know, trying to pressure them into sex and, and just being generally gross. Uh, so they hit them with a car and then shoot them. This scene is actually very funny because they were like, they line them up against the wall and we're like, all right, show us your, what you got. And the men like go to take their pants off and we see them do the motion of taking their pants off yes. on the screen. Yes. You could still clearly see they have pants on. Yeah. Like fully like fastened, zipped and everything. Like there has been no attempt to remove whatsoever. So like, what? <laughs> right. Like I'm not, I'm not sure if it was like intentional or if it was like maybe when it was shot originally in four by three that that was cut off, but then once it translated to sixteen by nine, yeah, it, know. you know, it maybe showed you know past the the. Safe I would think point, it would so they be the. They wouldn't see it, but I would think it would be the other way around, though. You would think like sixteen by nine would make it narrower, so you would be less likely to get the the full scene. Like you would see more like my pants now if it was in four by three. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't work in film. I don't really know. <laughs> I actually don't like. That's like my one like camera tech, like the tech part of camera. I have no fucking clue how that works. Like people would be like, "Oh, we use uh, an Alexa with a 35 and a 17 Dragon S Sony thing," and I'm like, "Cool." Uh, all I know is that it costs like fifty thousand dollars a week to rent. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's like- all I know. I know that I've seen comparisons side by side of what the uh, uh, the four by three release versus what the original sixteen by nine shoot looked like, uh, and usually it's there's additional on the, the sides, yeah, uh, rather than like up and down. But I mean, I don't know. Either way, sure. like I'm not sure how aspect ratios work. So yeah. I mean, it could have just been on purpose, and it could have, or it could have just been like. Someone was like, "Hey, you could still see their pants," and I'm like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter." Yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. the 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 latter is probably more likely. This is definitely one of those movies they were like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter. It'll just be funny." Yeah, too yeah. much effort. Like, yeah, and it was funny. It was um, a funny gag. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so we get several instances of that of you know girls being uh, uh, you know put in, and it's different women. So so we start to see uh, kind of about halfway through the movie. We start to see like documentary style interviews with with the women who were originally part of um, this group being like, mm-hmm. well, at first we were just trying to get back at people that were shitty and then it sparked a whole movement and then we were having so much fun and the police didn't know us and the whole spiel. So like it eventually like turns into this this big movement where like all the women are doing it and men are afraid to go outside. You know, we talked about this earlier um, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, I love it because, like, after the first few um, kills perpetrated by this group of uh, of girls, uh, there's a scene uh, of a, a woman sitting by herself at a bar and two sleazeballs come up and, like, start hitting on her. And she, like, tells them to go away. Like, you're pissing me off. And she pulls out a gun. And <laughs> you're pissing me off. And <laughs> the other guy was like, well, you're pissing us off. And so she just shoots them both. Uh, and then we later hear like news reports about this event. Uh, and uh, what I think would have been cool, but we didn't actually see is they describe that every other woman in the bar pulls out a gun uh, and aims it at these guys. And when this, uh, the one kills them both, uh, they all like cheer for her. And then when the police show up, nobody's talking. And like, we got two dead yeah. bodies here. And, 
nobody knows what happened. And you see the bartender just like make a tally on the the mirror behind him. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it. What an amazing like I am Spartacus moment that was like missed on that. You know, to be like you know who who killed him, I guess, and they're like <laughs> I killed him. No, I killed him. No, I killed him. No, I killed. You know, so like it would have been very funny, but still very very funny scene. The fact <laughs> that you know the cops are like, well, we couldn't arrest anyone because. Nobody saw a thing, not even the bartender. Yeah, and there's at least one other scene where like something like this is happening, uh, and the bartender just like reaches over, picks up a glass, polishes the bar, and just completely ignores what's happening around him. <laughs> yep, He's just here we go again. Yeah, and I love it because there are like they they make a point to show a few decent men throughout the movie. Um, but they don't try to t- make those men be heroic and like try to save the day. Those men just stay yeah. the fuck out of the way, mind their business, and aren't shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I also thought was really interesting because <clears throat> typically we would see in a movie like this is that there would be a guy somehow, and he'd be like, "Let me help you. I'm gonna come help you." Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, "Yeah, thank you," and stuff like that. But there's none of that whatsoever. Every literally everybody just. Stay, they're just like, no, they got it. Which brings me to uh, a point that always pisses me off. So I was watching this anime the other day called Claymore. Okay. Um, really cool anime. So it's about these, uh, it's basically a, a force of women that were imbued with the spirit of these demon-like things so that they can be powerful enough to fight the demons. So they're like half demon and they go and they fight the demon. Think Blade, very, yeah, very yeah, along yeah. that lines. So these people are like superhuman, like crazy strong basically immortal like you can cut their arms off and they can reattach them or grow them back and stuff like that they they can like you know lift up you know giant buildings and stuff like that like very very strong and uh um so two things so one originally they had uh men in this force but the problem is is that every time you you um imbue a little bit of the demon energy to like get your super strength Mm -hmm. it's the akin to having like um like crazy uh sexual pleasure Oh. Um, and so the, uh, the, the men were just doing it over and over again. And then they would just become demons because they were just like, this feels great. I'm going to demon, demon, demon. And then they would just become a demon. Cause like, Push a demon! Just, yeah, become a demon. Push a demon. Uh, and now I'm a demon. Um, oh fuck. You're making me a demon. <laughs> spectacular. Um, so... <laughs> So, so eventually they just switch over to women because they found the women were, were more likely to control themselves. So there's this one who's like super duper powerful and she like saves this, this stupid little kid who literally can't fight anything. And he was like, I'm going to learn to use the sword so I can protect Claire. Like, motherfucker, she is literally a superhuman half demon. Like, what is your bitch ass going to do? She like, doesn't need your protection. <laughs> And so, like, he, he, we spend the anime, like, the anime is about her, but, like, we spend the anime, like, seeing him try to get better because he's like, I'm going to protect you. And then I'm like, she fucking does not need you at all, dude. Like, yeah. this is the dumbest anime. Tro- I, this is one of, like, the most annoying anime tropes of, like, human minuscule male protects fucking godly woman because of, like, I need to protect you. To be like, I would be like, no, you protect me. You're Please continue to protect dope. me. This was <laughs> like, awesome. Oh my God. Like I trip falling up the stairs, like fucking take care of me. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like that's, that's what the anime should be like. 
Like, oh my God, please, please take care of me. I am so small. (laughs) (laughs) But there is none of that in this movie, and I am grateful. Please protect. I'm very small. I'm very small. (laughs) I'm actually not, but um, so, (laughs) physically. Anyway, so... uh, yeah, Cemetery High. So the mayor being the the you know the the lead of this toxicity decides that he's going to deputize a bunch of people that are feeling threatened by this. So we've got of course like you know random randos and like the head of some karate studio who is uh, they're all like feeling threatened by powerful women. So they're mm-hmm. all deputized and then it turns out, and this is also really funny, is earlier in the movie, uh, one of the characters is like trying on a cool leather outfit. And she was like, what do you think? It's for the shootout. And they were like, what shootout? And she was like, well, you know, this is a movie. There's eventually going to be a big shootout. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, I guess. No, you're right. And that is this. They, and then later there is the shootout moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where the mayor uh, basically kidnaps a girl it's his own, his own stepdaughter stepdaughter which like yeah, we, we see a couple scenes where he's in like a church or maybe just the crazy shrine he has in his own home who knows and yeah. like he's ranting about the the state of the the town uh and its sinfulness uh and like she's just there like mm, i don't like this yeah. So then he he says he's kidnapped a girl. Uh, by the way, they've also brought in some other woman um, who is going to be their sniper. So now there's five of them, and they're like, "Oh no!" Like the you know the mayor's has he, brought all these people, and he he broadcasts it. He goes on like the the radio news and says like, "Meet me at high noon at the old town hall, uh, or an innocent girl will die." Like motherfucker, you're the mayor on the news. <laughs> Like talking about killing someone, <laughs> right? Right. Like, no, and nobody. Nobody has an issue with this. Nope. Nobody no. Nobody. Nobody outside of well, the 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 the, the scumbusters. Women. Yeah, yeah, the scumbusters. That seems. Uh, I, I think there are much bigger problems in this town. Yeah, I, I think the scumbusters yeah. were absolutely necessary here. Uh, clearly. So. Um, so of course they they head off and you know they're like well we're going to be gravely outnumbered they're like well we got to do it anyway so they get there you know they're they're lined up there's tons of guys you know with guns pointed at them and they're like do you think we can't shoot you uh faster than you can shoot us and they're like well maybe no you you might be able to but uh we'll we'll find out (laughs) so just as they're about to do that uh lo and behold a bunch of other women come and you know it's a big shootout all the men die and uh, the girls save the day and win the day. Uh, and then the doctor becomes the mayor, um, which is pretty interesting. And uh, he, he, so he's like, we got to put this behind us. This is also very, very relevant. Mm-hmm. He's like, you need to put this behind us. And, you know, uh, anyone who's out there uh, doing, doing negative bad things is, you know, we're going we're gonna to get you. Uh, especially, you know, we need to get make sure that women go back to where they belong uh, everything's back to normal and women go back to where they long. And then a whole bunch of guns point to his head and he goes, Oh, which is great. So, uh, during the shootout, like uh, as all of the women walk up and, uh, out clearly outnumbered the men, uh, he walks up with a man, uh, with like curly hair and a big beard. And like, they're both just like sucking on lollipops or something like that. Just enjoying the show. Yeah. And, I don't know if the the implication, like the fact that these men survive, is supposed to be that 
you know, they're just not shitty men just in general, or if the implication is supposed to be that they are gay men uh, and therefore are not preying on women. I don't know what it is, but just the fact that they show up and are just like sucking on lollipops watching this massacre is hilarious. It's great. Uh, there's also some really clever, like, kind of quick cut sight gags that happen. Like, there's a, a scene uh, where there's like you know, the the news telling the the story of of what these girls are doing, uh, and there's a, a you know a like frustrated woman in the kitchen, like trying to make dinner uh, while the baby's screaming in the background, and the dude's just at the table reading the paper, ignoring the whole thing, until you know, she fucking throws something at him. Uh, and then later on, after all of the the women in the town become empowered and start taking over, there's a scene where he's in the kitchen frantically making dinner, and she's just sitting at the table enjoying life, <laughs> reading the paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very, it was very good. Um, and uh, which so there's a there's a movie that this also reminds me of, which is a little bit like this, but a little more a little more uh, modern is a movie called assassination nation. Oh um, yeah, yeah. 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 So this, this was actually a really good movie. So it has like, uh, um, Suki Waterhouse, uh, Bella Thorne, um, uh, who else? Odessa Young, uh, Maude Apatow. Um, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Joel McHale's in it. Um, pretty good movie. So this is very similar is basically a, a data leak uh, happens in this small town of of Salem. Uh, and basically it's everybody's private lives just get completely exposed. So we're learning mm-hmm. about affairs. We're learning about like money laundering. People's like photos and videos are leaked and everything. And shit just goes crazy in this movie. Mm-hmm. And everybody starts going off and like, witch hunting to try to find the people who uh basically leaked the data and it, it you know think witch hunt salem witch hunt you know oh, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? and uh but these four girls end up having to like uh basically defend themselves so they end up becoming like this four girl like violent like militia basically to like gun down the people that are are sparking this this uh witch hunt and uh, just to survive and protect their family and stuff. It's very, very interesting. Very fun movie. Definitely check it out. It's, uh, I believe it's on Hulu. Um, uh, I, but I think so. Cause I remember when this came out. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can watch it on Hulu, uh, right now. So definitely check that out. Um, I was a fan. It was, it was a fun movie. Uh, very cool. Excellent. Good but, uh, Cemetery High, Cemetery High streaming on Tubi TV. Should you watch this movie? Yeah, totally. Uh, I think it's just a really fun movie, and there's some really there's some really clever lines in it. I think that's clever enough. So, uh, my biggest complaint with it is that there was not, in fact, a cemetery at all. This, like, yeah, the imagery kind of invokes like a like maybe it's going to be like undead or like monsters or something like that, but it's not. And it and, also makes it seem like this all happens inside of a high school when, in fact, it's only like three minutes in a high school and then yeah. the rest all takes place after they've graduated. Yeah, the only part that happens in the high school is the like the exposition telling the, like, their backstory. <laughs> the, the, the cassette. Uh, the cassette. <laughs> the flashback. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's a flashback scene. Whoa. Whoa. Um, that what said. Doing? It's part of the exposition. I agree. This, this was a, a clever, uh, surprisingly clever movie uh, yeah. that... Uh, I I did not inspect inspect. Wow, words are really hard for me today. I did not expect to enjoy whatsoever, uh, and yet somehow did. 
Yeah, I would say, uh, and you know, Caleb, you brought this up earlier, but my biggest complaint too of the movie is uh, audio. The audio is really, really bad. Oh my um, God. There are no subtitles, at least available on Tubi. Um, so it was very hard to hear people. Um, but I mean, this is a low budget movie. You get what you get. Also, this movie is now um, 35 years old, 30 uh eight i don't know how time works it's like 33 this is 33 years old yeah um so like it's an old movie it was low budget at the time you get what you get i guess yeah the just the the dialogue is mixed really low uh it's not even so much that the sound is really loud like you think about like a like a lord of the rings where uh the audio in general is mixed really high and then the dialogue is kind of normal to low normal uh and so that it gets buried that way uh no like the regular like the music the score and the sound effects and everything are kind of normal volume and the dialogue is just buried and like really kind of low quality uh so uh if you have ears like mine it was kind of hard to discern uh, a lot of the the dialogue uh that said um yeah, I maybe missed a, a few of the, the the jokes here and there, but you, you get the point of what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I heard I heard the the horns honk and the gong gong every time enough that I I had a general idea of what was about to happen on the screen. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, uh, definitely check this movie out streaming on Tubi TV. Uh, we think it was a good time. Um, so thanks a lot for joining us, everyone. So as, uh, as we have learned just today, there will be one more episode in January. Yes. Uh, again, we're going to be covering the movie prospect, which is streaming on Netflix. Um, so you can check that out now. Uh, if you are uh, wanting to watch the movie before you hear us talk about it, if not, mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you this coming Thursday for our trailer. And then keep a lookout for uh, in in about two weeks for Razor, that bonus episode uh, with the crossover with Set Condition One. Yes. Uh, so thanks a lot for joining us, everyone, and we will see you next time. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.